0: Strategize together, let's hear it from an expert, join the conversation, it's informative and free, you and me, let's talk some strategy, now here's your host. Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and welcome to this 13th episode of Strategy Talks. I want to welcome you if you're here live and watching this. Thank you so much. If you're watching this on the replay, we would love for you to put hashtag replay. In the comments, and let us know where you're watching this from. And for those of you who are listening to this episode as a podcast, welcome to our listeners as well. Today, I have a guest with me from Sweden, as uh, someone who I met in person at Social Media Marketing World back in March, and uh, I'm so excited to talk to him about influencer marketing. So, without much uh, further ado, I'm going to bring on screen um, Alexander Wallsten. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm all good. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So Alexander is a digital entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in the digital space. And we're going to talk today to you about influencer marketing. So I'm actually super excited to talk about that. But before we do, I wanna just recognize our sponsor. Uh, Social Insider is the sponsor, the official sponsor of Strategy Talks. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. So thank you so much for Social Insider for um, sponsoring our show each and every week um alexander tell us a little bit more about how you got into influencer marketing you have a business called mass massfluencer.com i'm gonna actually go ahead and put um that right on the screen so you can all see the website and check it out it's mm-hmm. massfluencer.com right there so tell us a little bit how you got into this you've been an entrepreneur for 20 years So this must be a pretty new thing because influencer marketing wasn't a thing 20 years ago.
1: No, exactly. So I've been in in the dating industry, the gaming industry. I built companies in the social media industry. I even once tried to kill Facebook, uh, uh, (laughs) literally. And I raised, I think it was 20, 30 million. And and, and we tried to, uh, uh, hundreds of employees. But that never worked out. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, so I've been in many different verticals. And the funny thing is that I've always been on the other side. So all my ventures before this one was me trying to do marketing myself in order to get clients or, or, or customers or, or users or whatever it was. So this is the first time I'm on the other side where I'm actually trying to help brands with their marketing. And and it started in 2016 uh, uh, when, well, influence marketing has been around since the caveman, right? So everybody's right. an influencer in this world, right? But uh, but uh, but at that time, uh, we started to realize that well, there's one benefit of using one influencer with a million followers, yeah. But what about if you look at the actual? data behind that person so if you want to promote a product that is half niche whether it's a dog product a person with a million followers maybe only five percent of their followers actually have dogs so right. you but you're still going to pay for a million followers so all of a sudden you're actually paying a lot of money to reach you know fifty thousand people but if you would take that money and use 100 influencers that you know, where where they basically only talk about dogs. That means that all of a sudden you might be able to reach five hundred thousand followers for the same amount of money, but you know, five hundred thousand followers that are interested in dogs. So that's where the idea started. So uh,
0: this this whole conversation is going to be about math. I already could see a data, right? Data. Yeah. Well, you and I were in the green room talking about what is the ROI of influencer marketing and how you can measure this and yeah. I love this. That makes so much sense. What you just said In versus one influencer with a million followers go to the niche ones that talk about the actual products that you want to sell to their audience. And they usually have a much closer connection to the yeah. audience, right? Because it's all about, so let's talk about this a little bit. It's not just about how many followers you have, but as an influencer, it's about what you can get your influencers to do, right? Yes,
1: yes. so the, 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 <laughs> there are so many things that, that, that one has to consider when doing influence marketing because it is, influence marketing is, is a marketing channel, which means that like any other marketing channel, the more data you have, the better results you're going to get. Uh, the more you know, the better results you're going to get. So um, it means that if if um, if my job is to get traffic to a site, uh, or if my job is to create awareness, these are two different objectives. Which means that an influencer uh, uh, can 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 be good at both, but they have to specify the content and create the content so that it fits the objective. So. You know, just like any other marketing channel, the more data you have, I know exactly what my objective is. I know my target audience. Uh, uh, and when you know this, then you identify the right influencer based on that data that fits the target audience that has this niche group that can maximize your every dollar etc so i mean there's so many data points that you can look at
0: right so when we were talking in the green room we were talking about the a brand who wants to just get started with influencer marketing right some of the things they have to do is um figure out what platform they want to get influencers on how much time uh we didn't even talk about who's going to be in charge of that at the company you have to hire somebody in charge of the influencer marketing piece if you're going to do it on your own because that's think about somebody having to send 100 emails to a person right and then the agency if you are a brand and you want to if you don't have an in-house person but you want to hire an agency you need to also vet the agency so there's so many things to consider if your brand wants to start with influencer marketing and yeah. that's kind of where you come in correct yeah
1: yeah so basically well we, we nobody knows my agency as well right so right. so what we say is that well we we have a lot of data we have 90 million influencers in 210 markets we work with everything from disney expedia unilever you know we mention all the brands and we work with them in five continents so that kind of gives the the clients uh, some comfort saying that, okay, at least they are doing global campaigns or local campaigns or, or you know, for for acknowledged brands. But sure. at the end of the day, uh, it is true. When when you decide as a brand manager that, okay, it's now time to do influence marketing and you sit there and you're like, where do I start? You know, okay, sh- shall we do it in-house? Shall we do it ourselves? Okay, but if we do that, what platform shall we do in order to identify the influencers? And And what should I look at when identifying the influencers? And then it's like, or if you want to have an agency, it's like you say, what agency? And can I trust that agency? Okay, I can see that they've been working. And then you start making calls and all this is time consuming. So even before you start, you have to put in time and resources into choosing the path that you're about to take. Right. And once you've done that, then you have to actually identify all the influencers. And then you'll see that, you know, out of the thousands of platforms that are out there, at the end of the day, the one that wins is the one with the most data. So because data is key. So if you, for instance, if you come to me, I have about six million influencers in the U.S. I probably have about one million mothers or or 500,000 mothers uh, uh, to choose from in America. And I can identify fitness mother, yoga mothers, whatever whatever type of mother that you want to And then you go to another platform that only has 50,000 influencers in the U.S. And then they maybe has 500 mothers to choose from. Well, then the data will actually show you that I have so many more to choose from. And I have so much data, both performance data, follower data, so that I can actually match your needs and your brand and your objective with the right influencer. Because the data will tell me, even before I onboard the influencer, what are they going to deliver you know estimated right. engagement sure. rates or impressions or, or or and so on so data is extremely important the more data you have uh, uh, both in terms of the number of influencers but also performance data follower data the better influencers you can choose for the client
0: so so one of the one of the um, pain points that i hear brands talk about when they do their own influencer marketing outreach, is that they ask me, and I've had this happen with several clients, can I trust the data that the influencer gives me, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a point. If you are working with an agency who's done the vetting and who's done campaigns with them, they have actual factual data versus yeah. somewhat fabricated data, yeah. right? Because we know that you can say, I have 50,000 views a month on my website, right? Yeah. Some You can say that and put that in a one sheet, right? But yeah. that could be one month out of 12 months, right? You okay. can, as an influencer, and I'm not saying that everybody does that, but as an influencer, as a brand, you can skew the data to make it look really cool, right? You could have 50,000 followers on Instagram, but you've bought them. That doesn't mean they all, that doesn't mean they all buy or they're all engaged. So for a brand, from a brand's perspective, which is what they run into is this is a person who looks good on paper, but are they really the influencer I need? And by going with an agency and working with somebody who has real data and who has worked with and can say, well, this influencer did this campaign for this brand and these were the results. That's when you start giving them the ROI of influencer marketing, right? Because that's when you actually have real proof, real data versus yeah. sort of data.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's all about data, like I said. So if you say, if you look at, so let let's I'll, I'll give you an example. So, yeah. um, Instagram and, and and TikTok and all these platforms are public networks, which means that you can all the data is basically available. So when we look at all the data that we gather, we can actually see how influencers perform when they do a normal post versus a sponsored post. Because sponsored posts usually has a lower uh, 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 engagement rate, for instance, than uh, a normal post that is not sponsored. Because well, people in general actually don't like sponsored stuff. Right. So, so it, that that's one very important metric uh, uh, to analyze because some people uh, actually have very low sponsored posts, while others have pretty okay because they have a much stronger relationship to their followers. So, sure. So, so, but it all comes down to data again, uh, and and like you say. Uh, when you, if someone tells you something, it doesn't mean that it is so. But you can't lie when you have, you know, data to back Actual it up. Factual
0: data, right. No. From, from data.
1: A- Yeah, this influencer has, on average, uh, for the last uh, 12 posts or the last year, an average engagement of this.
0: Right. Then
1: we know that. So... All these criteria allows us to to, to identify the, the the best performing influencers, and um, so for brands that are you know struggling with okay how do we know that this well you know if if they're doing it in house uh, they need to again go out and do their research which platform should I use which platform has the right data and 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 and. Not a lot of platforms uh, in the world today actually have a lot of data because Facebook, Instagram, and so on in 2019 or 20, they literally uh, 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 tried to close the window in order mm-hmm. to get the data. Uh, so there were a few lucky companies around in the world, like my company that started in 2016, that were, actually managed to go through to 1.52 billion accounts to actually identify every single influencer in the entire world, in every single market, which means that that's why we can run campaigns in 15 countries simultaneously, uh, uh, using the best influencers in each market, providing the best ROI for our clients, whether it's uh, a, a phone manufacturer or whether it's uh, a, a food, be- food and beverage brand, doesn't really matter. Uh, but yes, it comes down uh, uh, to the data. Uh, so, yeah, you need to have it.
0: Right. So then we also talked um, earlier about um, creative ideas. And you made a funny comment, which I want to kind of bring back. Even creative ideas, you need data, right? Yeah. So explain that one because yeah. I so, love that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So so when I, when I say that we have data on 90 million influencers, it means that I can actually see what influencers are talking about, what they're doing. So I can, for instance, I can go in and see, so let's compare Pepsi versus Coca-Cola in the States or globally. And I can say how many trendsetters in this world today on Instagram are talking about Coca-Cola and how many are talking about Pepsi and what are they saying and what type of campaigns are they working on together with Pepsi, right? And then I can see, wow, this campaign that Pepsi did had amazing results. I can see that, you know, that it, it got uh, really viral and, and a lot of people talked about it. That means that I can come up with a similar idea that is, you know, based on that with a twi- twist on it and provide it to my clients, say that this worked really well for Pepsi. So we should do and try something similar like this, but let's do it in this way. Right. Uh, because then we increase the chances of something actually going viral or that it will actually work. We know that people like that type of uh, uh, idea, which means that they will literally engage with the content and by doing so, we will increase the consideration.
0: That makes sense. So it's almost like a competitor's analysis that you're doing right, within certain industries and taking well thought out campaigns and putting your own twist or your client's twist on it. Um, Obviously, you're not copying exactly the same verbiage or anything, but the idea, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a series of videos that worked really well, or maybe showing um, a video of, you know, 15 different faces or, you know, getting the creative ideas and creative juices flowing to say this type of content works well for this industry, and then creating something unique for that that client. And we do this in traditional marketing, like we talked about before. We do this all the time, right? You look to your competitors and say, wow, they just did something really cool. That really worked for them. So why don't we do something similar and try to emulate kind of the same sort of campaign, but, you know, give it our own twist. So that makes a lot of sense. So even, yeah, go ahead. Uh,
1: No, so so for many cases, it's like it, it doesn't have to be, an exact idea so it's more the a, a concept so for instance like um, there are brands uh, that are using a special technique to drive traffic so it's not one brand that does it it's you know multiple brands are doing it in the same way and you can see that they're doing it all the time which means that it actually works mm-hmm. so by doing a similar uh, uh, concept but with a unique idea uh, uh to boost the, 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 then all of a sudden it becomes better so 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 it's not just the ideas it's 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 um it's the whole it's the whole uh, concept
0: right and putting then, all the pieces together and that may, that makes yeah. a lot of sense so you do a lot yeah. of data analysis to figure out what works somebody new comes in you need to find out who their audience is what their pain points are and then you find the right influencers and you you know come up with a campaign that makes exactly. That makes a lot of sense. The ROI of influencer marketing really is based on what kind of data you have and then implementing proven campaigns and ideas with real data and and really connecting the right influences, influencers with the right campaign, I'm assuming.
1: And and another thing that's really important. People, a lot of our clients are like, "Well, yeah, but we like this influencer and we like that influencer and this and that." And and, and so and sometimes, and, and this is really really important because this this is not something that everyone knows. So influencers can be good at different objectives. So, for instance, if you if it's it's extremely important to understand the objective of your campaign before you start. Because if you don't know your objective and your KPIs, you can't measure the ROI, all right? But if you, if you understand your objective and you know your KPIs, you can actually measure the ROI. So for instance, if your goal is awareness, the most important thing is the reach. So you, would, you want to reach very, as many as you can, all right? So you want to maximize the reach with content that is so creative and fun that it will stick into their heads and they will remember it. Uh, so we try and look at the data on influencers and we will pick influencers that has an average view rate of that is very high and has a high high engagement rate, etc. At the same time, if you, and we pick out, let's say, 100 influencers and we get great results. At the same time, if the objective would have been traffic, If I would have chosen exactly the same influencers, that does not necessarily mean that they would provide the best return on invest for traffic. They're great for awareness, you know, because people think they're funny to look at or whatever it may be, but they might not have the same uh, uh, relationship to their followers as other influencers who are better at converting people to actually driving sales or, or... Yeah, clicks. So, so, and, and 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 this is data. Data will show you what is good, what, what what which influencers you should choose. But in the end, it is also important to remember that it's about testing because nobody actually knows. It's like when you're going to do a, create an ad on Facebook. So you have ten ads to choose from. You don't know which one of these ten are going to work until you try them. Until you try them. You That's have right. to test them. So Trump tested, I don't know if it was 100,000 ads, $10 a piece, before he chose the one that he actually went with. Yeah. Because you have to test. You have and to test. This is a performance model. So the entire Facebook's algorithm is based on a performance model. So, you know, it, 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 it shoots broad in the beginning, and then it goes more narrow, narrow and, and finally it learns. And then it gives you the maximized ROI, whether it's clicks, awareness, uh, 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 downloads, whatever it is. Influence marketing is no different. It's actually that. data performance test. You know, keep it coming. And this is and and this is what we do for all these brands across all nations. So yeah, the, the and further to to measure uh, uh, ROI, it's like to do a campaign. Let's say you do 50 influencers in, 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 in one market. Yeah. You do a campaign, and they do three publications. They do a video, they do a post, they do a story, or they do a TikTok video, whatever it is. You will sit with 150 pieces of content. That is amazing. I mean, great content. Yeah. And the question you then have to ask yourself is how, how, how do you how do you leverage this? Because that right. is also part of the ROI. Right, right. So, and, and all of a sudden, what, what many brands don't do is that they don't leverage it. They don't take the content and they don't put it in their own Instagram channels, their own uh, uh, TikTok channels. They don't promote, it. they don't put it on their websites. Instead, they have production images. Uh, the more authentic things are, you know, it it, it can lead to a lot of uh, 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 great stuff. I'm I'm just saying.
0: Alexander, this is, I let you talk because we went over time, but this is exactly, no, I love this. We're already at 23 minutes. For those of you listening, this was the perfect piece of information that we just got from Alexander, right? It's not just them creating that content. You have 150 pieces of content that other people made for you. This is what separates you from somebody else and getting an ROI out of it and not. If you have so much content and you don't have a plan on how to repurpose it and how to use it and how to identify which one is the best, you're losing out on the best part of influencer marketing. So thank you for saying that because I've experienced that with brands I work with where we have so much content and there is not a good enough plan to do anything with. So Alex, I know we can talk... Like a lot longer, but this was perfect. This was perfect. I have a rapid-fire round. I have three questions for you. Uh, Win the lottery or land your dream job?
1: Land my dream job.
0: Okay. Would you prefer to be the interviewer or the interviewee? Interviewee. Okay. Education or experience?
1: Experience, 100%. Okay.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to put your email out there. I asked you earlier, how can people get um, in contact with you? So um, this is Alexander's um, email. It's awallisam at massfluencer.com. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, awallisam at massfluencer.com. You can also find, um, check out massfluencer.com Um, And check out, if you have any questions about the ROI of influencer marketing, um, just shoot him an email and he can help you out. Um, This was fantastic. I love, love, love that we got to that point, right? You can get all these people to create this content, but then what? That was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. That was great. Thank
1: you very much for having me. It was super fun to see you again. Yeah, same
0: here. And, and, you know, I'm going to just throw out this plug for social media marketing world. I do this all the time, but guys, you know, now that the world's opening up, go meet people in real life, make real connections, whether you are doing that online and you have been go meet people. It's amazing to look people in the eye and have conversations and, you know, plan to go to a conference. If you can, as the world's opening back up, it's really where networking happens. Yes, we can do a pretty good job online, but there's no substitute for many people in real life. And Alexander, it was so awesome to meet you in California last month. And for those of you watching, go meet up with um, Alexander um, via email or on his platform. And I will be back next week Um, with actually my friend, Sarah Monroe, who went to California with me. So um, see you all later. Thank you so much for watching. I know this was a little bit longer than we normally do. Thank you so much for listening. If you were here on the podcast, but it was really good information. So um, Alexander, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye everybody.